The reading from Isaiah chapter 66, beginning verse 18. And I, because of their actions and their imaginations, am about to come and gather all nations and tongues, and they will come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them, and I will send some of those who survived to the nations, to Tarshish, to the Libyans and Lydians, famous as archers, to Tubal and Greece, and to the distant islands that have not heard of my fame or seen my glory. They will proclaim my glory among the nations, and they will bring all you brothers from all the nations to my holy mountain in Jerusalem as an offering to the Lord, on horses, in chariots and wagons, and on mules and camels, says the Lord. They will bring them as the Israelites bring their grain offerings to the temple of the Lord in ceremonially clean vessels. Here ends the Old Testament. The epistle tells us that in heaven itself there are people from every land and nation and tribe. They are now praising God for the good news of salvation in Christ Jesus. The reading from Revelation chapter 7 beginning verse 9. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Here ends the epistle. We stand in honor of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 1, beginning the 43rd verse. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about which the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael answered, Come and see, said Philip. Here ends the Holy Gospel. Okay. All the little people. I've got to be careful how I say that because they're all growing. They're maybe not that little anymore. But some still are.
you're going to have to remember back when you were little. You're going to have to remember back when you sat in a high chair. Do you know what a high chair is anymore? Now, this isn't real. When you were little, you got stuck in a high chair, you got locked in a high chair, and your parents would put food on your tray. Now, if your parents put, what is that? Pie. You had no trouble. I remember my son Andy, that was one of his first words. Pie. On the other hand, if they put something like, what is that? A Brussels sprout could be a big one. Maybe it's a small cabbage. How about broccoli? Celery? <laughs> I'll bet a lot of you didn't want to eat it. I know that because I've had my own kids, now grandkids. They don't want to eat it. And what does a good parent or grandparent then say to the little person locked in the high chair? Do any of you remember that? What does mom say? It makes you go big and strong, and they're unimpressed. We... No, none of you heard that. It's called bribery. We would say, try it. Try it, you'll like it. And if you're little and dumb enough, you might even do that. Well, that's how it would go, and sometimes you got stuff like an apple. You had to try it first before you knew you liked it usually cut up in little tiny pieces. Everybody likes these. Hot dogs. No? Even mashed up? Have you ever tried a hot dog? Mm. Well, else have I got in here? Oh, well, this is easy. Ice cream cone. When you were little, you had to try it first before you found out you liked it. Now, in the Gospel reading this morning one of the disciples tries to tell another man about Jesus, that he's the promised Savior. And at first, the other fellow said, no, what good thing can come out of Nazareth? What a miserable place. And basically, the other man said, try it. Try Jesus. You'll like him. Only he said, come and see. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. To sell, tell somebody about Jesus is just a matter of giving an invitation. Come and see. And God has his own way of telling them how good Jesus is better than even a fake ice cream cone. Okay. Oh, Gesundheit. <laughs> okay, you can go back again now. Your truth, O Lord, your word is truth. Amen. Our text for this LWML Sunday is from the Gospel reading. 
John already knows that you know about Matthew, Mark, and Luke. He knows that you know the end of Matthew where it says, Y'all, that's all of you, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them all things. You know that. However, when people are polled about the most scary, horrible, upsetting things to do in life, public speaking is usually number one. Guess which is number one among Christians? Witnessing. It's not public speaking, but yet people are terrified about it. In John's day, when he wrote the final gospel, he already knew exactly what most Christians were afraid of. They'd get along in life better if they kept their mouth shut, if they didn't say anything about religion. Even Americans have that old phrase that you don't want to talk about what? Politics and religion. Just don't talk about those things. Even though Christ says you should be my witnesses, you should want to eagerly talk about it. So John and his gospel tackles one of the early problems that they had in the church at the close of the first century. Although the church was growing, largely because of the apostles, they're all being killed. They're being crucified. They're being martyred. John will be the only one who is not killed, put to death for his faith. But he would go to a desert island called Patmos, where he would be tortured, where there'd be all kinds of difficulty. So listen as John is laying down for us a very simple truth that we many times forget when it comes to being witnesses for our Lord Jesus Christ. It is the theme of the LWML Sunday today. Come and see. In a way that may remind you of a car salesman. Have you ever gone in kind of just to look around and he shows you a car? And you don't want to, you know, do anything to make him think that you're going to buy the car. But then he says something like, here, here's the keys. Why don't you take it for a test drive? I even had a guy once say, here, take the keys. Take it for the weekend. Take it up to Mackinac. I don't care. Come on, just take the keys. Try it. You'll like it. That's how I bought one of my first cars. It was a little Chevette. It had trouble getting on the freeway because the engine was so tiny, but I thought it was a great car. The test drive, the keys. There's an old dictum that the product, if it's really good, the product will sell itself. Now that's an initial truth just from the world. You're not forcing somebody to eat broccoli when you're telling the gospel. You're telling something that has a power and authority in and of itself. It is the inspired word and the Holy Spirit that's able to grab hearts it's something that's beautiful and wonderful. It's not something you're trying to foist down somebody's throat. So, I'm going to expand the text, actually. The text itself is pretty short. 
But if we go all the way back up to verse 35, very early in the first gospel, in the first chapter of John, we're told that John was standing with two of his disciples. He looked over at Jesus, who was walking along, and John said the first, come and see. He said to the disciples, look. Look at him. You do. Watch him. Listen to him. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It was as simple as that. They followed Jesus, and Jesus then said, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, where are you staying? And Jesus says the first time, come and see. Now, scholars say that this was probably Sabbath or the eve of Sabbath, and they went and they stayed with Jesus that day. What were they hearing? He wasn't a traveling salesman for them, but they were watching what he did and listened to what he was saying and promising. In the old Sabbath liturgy that we know happened back in the first century, part of it had connections with the Messiah to come. And in saying those old words from that old service of the Sabbath, the Holy Spirit worked and these men saw that this Jesus is the one who's spoken of in the old Sabbath service. He is the Shabbat. He is the rest. The lighting of the candles. He is the Or Yahweh. He is the light of God. By the way, I can go through the entire Gospel of John and he pulls out sections from the old Sabbath service. One of the simplest ways that you can do evangelism with someone is simply to invite them and even that you would come pick them up and come with them is to come right here. You'll show them what's going on. If they have questions, you can answer things. Just to let them come to the service itself. It's basically what's happening in this first come and see. That may sound too simple to some of you, and yet many people have been brought to faith just by coming to a church service, but having a friend or family member who can kind of explain things a little bit. Well, then we're told this. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee, he found Philip, who, by the way, he's a Greek. Phil Hippos, lover of horses. He's a Greek. This is in the middle of Jewish land. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida to the city of Andrew and Peter. Notice what Philip does right away. He followed Jesus and heard the good news, and the first thing he does is he wants to help somebody else to find Jesus. So we're told Philip went out and found Nathaniel. Now, that's the name he would be given by Jesus later. His original name is Bartholomew or bar Ptolemy, son of Ptolemy. Ptolemy tells us he's an Egyptian of all things. Why would an Egyptian want anything to do with the Jewish Messiah? This sounds too crazy. But Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses spoke in the law and the prophets. It's Jesus of Nazareth. The reaction is now what, is what most of us think is going to happen when we try to witness. 
This is our fear. It will start to say something wonderful and someone will say, you're nuts. This isn't anything I want anything to do with. And why wouldn't he say that? He's the son of Ptolemy, the son of an Egyptian. Nathaniel, Ptolemy says, can anything good ever come out of Nazareth? He is cutting himself off for any further discussion. He doesn't want to know anything more. That's what we're afraid of. But Philip now, the second time, comes up with this phrase, come and see. That invitation is the simplest way to begin the whole process of bringing someone to know Christ Jesus. We notice here that Philip did not give up, but he just simply said, come and see for yourself. In a sense, test drive this Jesus thing. See if what you hear and understand from him isn't something that your heart really needs to know. Besides, who is it that brings people to faith? Not us. That's a doctrine of doggone heretics. In this country, we're full of those kind of people that think it's all on you to somehow persuade or argue somebody into faith. No man can say Jesus is Lord, says the Apostle Paul, except by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit uses your simple invitation, the truths of God's Word that they'll hear from you, from others, from church. And it's the Spirit who draws souls to Christ Jesus. As we sang in the song, we're just the harvesters. We're the ones that sow a little seed, and God does all the hard work. On this LWML Sunday, therefore, do not think that God is calling you to be a foreign missionary or an obnoxious door-to-door salesman. God is simply calling you to be a witness where you are and also a witness of what you are like. That's also part of your evangelism. You are not just someone selling a product. You yourself have that product. It is Jesus and forgiveness and life and grace and salvation and resurrection. Just trust that God, in the way he does things, is able to use that simple proclamation to draw others to faith. Besides, that's how it all happened with you and me. Someone said, come and see. Amen. And the peace of God that passes understanding will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.